You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's up, Seminole Headlines podcasters? Thanks so much for listening to the program. As always, the podcast brought to you in part by our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Today, no different. Appreciate them enabling us to do this for you. What else they'll do for you is uh, work hard throughout the state to ensure uh, that the insurance companies are doing the right thing and they're not acting in bad faith. Uh, they will they'll get after the insurer if they are. They'll inspect and assess the loss on your behalf. By the way, they are throughout the state just because an insurance company tells you no or there's a certain amount that they're willing to give out doesn't mean that's the end of the story. Find out more. Go to policyadvocate.com. That'd be policyadvocate.com. Or call 888-904-2524. Onward we go with Seminole Headlines. It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, Seminole Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio begins right now. Some headliner questions coming your way. Our friends at Virtual Orthodontics sponsor the hour. I know you guys are going to begin to doubt me. I don't mean you two personally, but the audience, when I say that I was just at Birch Orthodontics again this time around that we do the show. Uh, I got both boys going there because why wouldn't I? They're the best in the business. And uh, things are going swimmingly for Bryce. Clark is on the cusp. You know, I told you guys he had to get some teeth pulled, five of them, in fact. Oh. Uh, he, he handled that like a champion, and now he's back in there so that they can check and make sure that that space has created the ability for the uh, the big teeth to come in and do everything that they need to do. So simple checkup this morning, but they've made him feel better about everything, and that's what they're really good at doing, not only their job of analyzing the situation, but making kids and adults, for that matter, feel better about the process. And uh, we had, as usual, uh, a very uh, easy, easy visit in which we got in, we got out, Felt good, felt safe, back on the road. Birch Orthodontics. And uh, I, t- I emailed uh, Dr. Birch with our little invoice the other day for her uh, patronage for Seminole Headlines, and yeah. uh, she res- she responded by saying, uh, thanks for all the kind words on the show. Uh, ride or die. Which, ride or uh, die. Oh, nice. There you <laughs> go. Nice. <laughs> nice. nice. And uh, Bert, the website is birchorthodontics.com, B-U-R-C-H, orthodontics.com. Check them out, and uh, they will take care of you. That should be their motto. Birch ride or Orthodontics, die. ride or die. <laughs> Walter writes offensive linemen can't be this hard to find do we need to have a Waffle House sponsor on these recruiting trips why can't we do for the future Landon Dickerson's that Bama did for Landon Dickerson I thought we had the market on honey fried chicken they're coming Walter they're coming man uh, 
in some form or fashion, they're coming. They're, they like what they see in Alex Atkins. Um, the yeah. offensive line is not an embarrassment anymore. It's just a little bit below average probably, but it's not an outright embarrassment. So you're making strides in that direction. And, you know, I think if you, you do like Robert Scott, and then the, the kid they signed in December, Rodney Orr, Rod Orr, yeah. uh, is a guy that I think they have high expectations for. Whether he'll end up being a guard or a tackle, we'll see. And then, um, and we expect him to get one in the transfer portal, as we mentioned last hour. So it's uh, brighter days ahead. We'll get there. We'll get there. Kyle says, hey, guys, I'll get right to the point. Top three Super Bowl snacks. Go. Oh. Um, I go wings. Gotta go. Always got to have wings, wings at the Super Bowl snack. Man, I love, love, and maybe it's just the, 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 the wife that we usually go to these parties with that makes it, but like a buffalo chicken dip. Oh, yeah. Man, I will eat half of the pan. Yeah. I mean, that stuff, I just keep, I, I just plow through it. It's incredible. I do that was a, Go ahead. I was going to say, that was always a staple of Gene Williams when uh, uh, our boss, at the, Gene and Stacy would usually have it at their parties, too. It was awesome. That's a, that's a good call. You got to get uh, buffalo anything, really. Like, I, I also like the uh, the boom boom shrimp, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Bang bang boom boom, whatever you want to call them. But uh, you can get shrimp like that, or you can get them with the buffalo sauce on them. They're really good that way too. Anything with shrimp. And what also, about, uh, I, I feel like you guys know. Well, maybe you don't. But uh, anytime I go to a party, um, like a Super Bowl party or a boxing match party, I'll bring donuts. I'll bring Krispy Kreme donuts, which are have, always a huge hit. You have told us that, but yeah. you don't. You don't ever bring them to our parties, though. Like, I, yeah, I've never had you bring donuts. I, wait, wait, maybe you have. I'm thinking I think I have. have. I think you have. I think you But have. we don't have a ton of, like, big deal parties. Like, when right. we have our headliner appreciation 10-year anniversary one, we should get Krispy Kreme to sponsor it. But I'm definitely bringing donuts to that. I'm just looking forward to the day that we can announce we're having this damn party. I want to yeah. party again. We haven't partied in forever. I know. We, I just want to. I want to get sloppy with you, dog. Oh, buddy. <laughs> what do you, what like, do you get? Like we do at the ACC meetings. Yeah, just get after it. Get all slathered up and sweaty. How do you guys? How do you guys feel about pigs in a blanket? I mean, it's kind of old school, but it's not yeah. bad. I'm not seven. <laughs> Ira bad, clearly man. likes them. They're yeah. not bad. I've we've uh, I've rekindled my love for them recently. Kim found them at a, a local store, so yeah, they're hey, good. Tony, Tony wants to know, and this is pertinent because we brought this up last hour. Uh, if baseball and football is so important to Taiwan uh, Malone, why is Ole Miss even in the picture? And he's right about that. What the hell's Ole Miss ever done him anything? They've got uh, apparently on their staff. They've got a guy that used to coach him, or somebody from his high school staff, or something along those lines. There's there's some in there that that I think people are are concerned that Ole Miss may, maybe end up where he's going, no matter what, uh, because of that connection. Good question, though. Yeah, it's not like Ole Miss is known for its baseball and football uh, history. No, no, it's known for a different kind of history. Really, A and M isn't even really known for either one all that much either. No. Jason writes, the Waste Management Phoenix Open is this week. It's one of those off-the-beaten-path kind of bucket list items for me. Sports-specific, what would you put on your bucket list to see live? I mean, uh, I, I, the, the one that I really need to go see at some point is the Masters. I've never yeah, been. I was going to say that, too. I also kind of feel like, I'd, like I'd, be, I'd feel out of place. Like Jeff's down with the hoity-toity people. But I feel like, would you feel a little out of place at the match? Like I feel weird not having my phone. They take your phone. You can't yeah. bring a phone in. Hey, hold on, hold on. A couple things there. 
First of all, you wouldn't feel out of place. Ira, there are people that I promise you'll be dressed better than when all you right, go to the right. Masters. Having gone, I saw it firsthand. Secondly, Corey, shockingly, they did not take my phone. Oh, uh, all right. Now, I think they've changed the policy there. Now, don't be dumb enough to pull it out of your pocket and start snapping pictures. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like the golfers, but they don't mind if you're walking the grounds with your phone anymore. So that's not a that's not a problem. Uh, and I guess my other one, not to interrupt you, Jeff, but my other bucket list item that I have to go see is is the 24 Hours of Le Mans. As you guys <laughs> know, I'm a huge Formula One fan, and just why I think Lewis Hamilton drives in that. I just want to see him drive. I want to see that brilliance on display, that genius on display for a few hours. You know, you know what? Mine was going to be uh, the U.S. Open and tennis. That oh, would be no, yeah. because because you, I mean, like to actually go for like I'm not saying the whole two weeks, but like maybe a week. I mean, really be there for a long time. I think that would be awesome. I've wanted to do that for really all of the tennis majors. I've wanted to go to the French Open. I've wanted to go to Wimbledon. I've wanted to go even to the Australian Open when my brother lived in Australia. Um, you know, I yeah, as a kid who grew up playing a ton of tennis, I idolized all the majors for different reasons, and I always thought it'd be cool to be. I've been to Flushing Meadows. I've been inside the center court there, Ira, uh, but I did not see anybody play. I just happened to visit uh, while I was there in Queens. Um, and so uh, I, I've seen the stadium. But uh, I, I would love to do that, too. I actually would like to go to the World Cup as well at some point. Just the, the grand international celebration that is the World Cup would be an awful lot of fun. I am uh, one of the only people on earth that likes the uh, World Baseball Classic. I've been, yeah. to, I've been to two of those, and I think they're great. Uh, well, then you but, don't need to go to the World Cup. Same thing. A, same vibe, just a different sport. Just a taste of what the World Cup could be, right? So I would, I would like that. I would like that a lot. Um, Hey, guys, all the quarterback news lately is exciting with Milton and Nico, and I hear talk about Jordan Travis, whether he can complete uh, compete for the starting job and how he might be used otherwise. What about Chuba and Rodemaker? Realistically, do either of them have a place on this program moving forward? I think Chuba, Chuba definitely does. Yeah. Yeah, uh, if, you were, if you were setting odds for 2022, I mean, I think Chuba and, and Jordan might be both you know, it might be 50-50. I don't know yeah. that anybody's saying that one of those guys is the sure slam dunk starter the next year. Tate, I mean, I think they like Tate, and I think there's potential. He's just got to develop physically to even be in the conversation, really. And the poor kid made the worst throw I've ever seen a you know a college quarterback make for an interception for a pick six the first time he gets into a game. I mean, you won't see a worse interception. That also, was staggeringly also, bad. Also, didn't love the play call. Not no, gonna lie, no, didn't no, love the play no, call no, in that situation. Listen, it doesn't mean that that I'm soured on him for the rest of his life or anything. I'm just saying that particular interception. Go back and watch it. That's unfortunate. It, it's it's that's a toughie. Yeah. Well, that you know, when you're you're facing a defense like that, you're not used to that speed. <laughs> you're not used to that close. They may able to close the ground like that. Ooh, buddy, go go watch that one again on a loop. That'll that'll scare you away from him moving forward. It's it's something. You're kind of like. My man, I get that most of the time the camera angle or what we see in the stands or from the press box is not a fair representation of the all-22s and what you saw, but dude is looking yeah. right at the guy that picked it. He's staring at him. That was... thought, he, thought, he, thought he could float it over. My <laughs> <finger>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matt writes, with the messy play against Miami while still beating that ass and a rough game against Georgia Tech, is there anything to be worried about going forward? Yeah, COVID, Matt. 
uh, they're not playing for a few games yeah, here. So that's yeah. what we got. That uh, might have been asked, obviously, before the news came correct. down about. Yeah, uh, no, I, I understand that. I was being an ass. Um, but he also noted that uh, how badly is this team missing polite? And I actually think that's a fair question because uh, I think they do miss polite. And yeah, it's a he's a big. It's crazy, man. I, I was just I was having a conversation with Stan Jones because I wrote a story on Raekwon Gray, and I was just telling him how crazy. Like I admit it. I'm like, dude, I saw Anthony Polite play his the, like the the scrimmage of his second year, and I'm like, what is he doing here? Florida State's too good for somebody like this. He doesn't belong. Yeah, and now he's 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 like a pivotal, indispensable type player. He's you know the you're just Wyatt Wilkes has his role on this team. He's better. He's, he's much better than I thought he'd ever be, but he's not Anthony polite. Anthony Polite's a better rebounder. He's a better shooter. He's a much better defender. That's a guy you really miss. I mean, he's, he's averaging like nine and six in his shooting 53% from three. That's a tough, that's he, he makes them so much better. He gives them, you know, the guards a little more rest. Yeah. They miss him a lot. He's a guy. He's just a, one of those indispensable guys. And did he suffer? Like, was his arm removed from his body? I mean, Jesus. Yeah, so I think they think, I, talking, it just seemed like they thought they might get him back on Saturday was mm. maybe what they were aiming for. And then, obviously, they don't need to do that now. Um, but it is his left shoulder, so it's a shoulder. It's a Peter Brady <laughs> moment or Greg Brady, whichever <laughs> one went through it. Um, but, you know, so it's his shooting shoulder. But, uh, uh, yeah, they they need him back. He's a big-time uh, he's a he's a big time player for them. Got some breaking news, boys. Got some breaking news. Here we Let's go. hear it. Here we go. EA Sports is bringing back college football. Boom! Are you about serious? That? Yeah. According to Twitter, according to their official account. Oh. Their tw- their tweet is for hey. those who for those who never stopped believing. Dot dot dot. And then they have a picture that says college football is coming back. EA college. Right, it is. I, I wonder if, like, what what's it going to be like? They, but they're not going to do, like, Florida State and Florida, right? It's going to be like... It's going to be like Leon College versus... No, no. That's the, that's the old days. You don't bring the game back if you can't play the teams, man. This is They're about to pay these kids. Don't worry about well, it. That's what I'm thinking. They must have done this knowing that the uh, NLI is going to... Uh, or NI, NIL. I can't ever get those right. Is going to... Uh, make this a doable thing in a year or two where it's going to be like, everybody's going to want it because they're going to be real names on the rosters. Oh, happy day. And I guess the kids will get a cut of that, right? The yeah. Players will get a cut yeah. of that. A little tiny percentage. They won't see much, but they'll get a little something, something. I wonder if the guy on the cover, Oh no, they yeah. usually use a guy that left. You, yeah. You could give some money to the guy on the cover. You're right. That but guy... Usually he's a guy that just left. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. So apparently according to the first story I'm reading, they, they part, they're partnering with CLC, which is a collegiate licensing company that governs all colleges' licenses, to begin production with all the FBS schools, traditions, uniforms, playbooks. Um, right now, the, word, the verdict's still out on the official rosters. Um, oh, okay. So that's, that's going to be determined how, how the NIL cases play out, which should be happening here pretty soon. But now all that's supposed to be determined before this season because Florida's law is going to go into effect, so they got to come up with something. Yeah, also, by the way, I don't really care if they have the kids' names or not. If they've got right. the schools, the stadiums, and everything else, you can. there's always some joker on the internet that will download the names of the players. And have yeah, that's true. You're good that way. You don't have to worry about that. Seminole Headlines, Artist Seminole on ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Well, I got to tell you, that's a boost. What a boost to hear that news. I really haven't played anything but MLB The Show since. 
So the the last time they had one was the 2013 season. So or it was NCAA football 2014, but it was the 13 season when it came out. And take one, take two guesses who was on the cover. He was an athletic quarterback that played in the Big Ten. Nicknamed Shoestring, I think, or Shoelace. <laughs> the Ohio State kid, but I can't remember his name. No, he's a Michigan kid. That's how long it's oh. been, Ira. It's Denard Robinson. Oh, yeah, yeah, He was on the cover. That's how long ago it was. He was on the cover of. He was on the cover of the last one. He on the cover. He couldn't play. Yeah, it's weird because Baylor uh, Robert Griffin was on the cover the year before. They had uh, looks like whoever the Alabama running back was back then, uh, Mark Ingram maybe. Uh, so they had all these really good players, and they had Denard Robinson. But hey, you know what are you going to do? Was that it's, Trent it's, Richardson back then? <laughs> it could have been. Who knows, man? It's they, they all run together, Jeff. Man, that's nuts. All right, let's get some more questions in here really quick. Um, Trip writes, gentlemen, assuming the football program returns to its level of national prominence, is it reasonable to expect FSU to continue competing in basketball at a high level? Or do you think the program would have to take a step back to make sure football had the necessary resources? I think it's unrelated. I mean, I yeah, I do too. I, you know, they, you know, you look at, there are plenty of schools that are good at both. Um, but yeah, it's something they got to address, obviously, once they start making money again. Um, I don't, I don't think Leonard Hamilton has paid nearly what he needs to be paid compared to the other coaches in that profession. Um, so hopefully when they start making money again, they can, uh, he can be paid commiserate or commensurate, one of the two, with his uh, coaching acumen and coaching accomplishments. Bookman writes, we have watched teams with a few key transfer players go from butt-ass average to top 25 level. Example, 2020 Miami. Um, oh, man, this thing is screwing up on me, guys. Here we Sorry. go. Well, listen, it's uh, my email is acting weird. I can't get this mouse to work properly. Uh, but here we go. Oh. Didn't take much more than a quarterback and a few edge rushers to turn the tide. Not saying we're winning nine or ten games, but there are parallels. Is eight really that wild to think about? I mean, I don't think it's wild to think about, but I think Corey's made this point accurately in the past that, you know, Florida State was not average last year. Florida State was far below average last year. So so they've got more ground to make up. Um, But I don't think eight wins is out of the realm. I mean, if Mackenzie Milton's really, really good, and if these defensive players make a huge impact, and then you get some of the other young guys to make a step, I don't think eight's out of the question. If you consider that, let's just say, on average, for all of us who are not over the moon about, you know, you know, garnet and gold colored glasses, whatever you want to say, if you think six and six, seven and five, you know, that variance is in play as the most likely percentage. Well, then, of course, eight wins is in play. I mean, you know, it would be, what, 20%, 15%, whatever that would be? Yeah. Um, yeah, eight wins is in play. You'd have to have, obviously, an upset win. But is it out of the realm of possibility to suggest with Notre Dame replacing all that they're replacing that you couldn't find a way to maybe win that game? You could, I suppose. I don't think you're going to beat North Carolina. Uh, obviously, you're not going to beat Clemson. Uh, I, I don't know the situation late in the year at Florida. It's, it's a weird situation. They've got better players than Florida State does right now, but – it's going to we'll be a see, weird year for them. We'll see about Carolina, man. I like Sam Howell a lot, and I know they've done a nice job in recruiting, but those running backs were a bitch. And then yeah. that, that receipt, you know, they, they had some good skill that's leaving. Um, 
So I, I'm not I'm not chalking that up as a loss. For, not not quite. I think they'll be a little angry and ready for Florida State up in Chapel Hill after well, they're going to be scared. They're going to be scared and petrified I, I, again. I also think if I read that properly, I I think they returned the entirety of their offensive line. Don't matter. <laughs> Don't matter. They're not. They're going to be blocking guys different from thirteen and eleven this time around. Ridley writes, "Long time, first time. My question is this: Will the twenty twenty one FSU defense be better?" And why don't you think so? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I think they'll be better, man. Yeah, they, worse, Corey. It cannot be worse. No, it could. No, uh, they no. could let every drive into the touchdown no. instead of like sixty percent. There's no um, way with with some of the players that they've got in the transfer portal, and then having a year to work with the guys and install and have a normal something of a normal spring. A year for guys to get bigger and stronger in the weight room and eat right and not return home and all that stuff. Man, there's you, you. They should fire him on the spot, meaning Fuller, if we get four or five games in and they still look like they did a year ago on defense. Fire him on the spot. They right. gave up gave up over five yards of carry, which is just crazy. I mean, it's yeah. just that's it's hard to do. I I can't I can't fathom it. Right? They're, they're not going to be worse. So they should, yeah, but how much better is the real key there? Are they going to just go up? Are they going to give up 4.8 yards per carry? Are they going to make it like a respectable number? Can they at least be average? Well, they were so, so two years ago in uh, Harlem Barnett's last year, they ranked 91st in the country in total defense. Last year, they ranked 103rd or 113th, 103rd, I think, in total defense, yards yep. per game. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you'd love to see maybe 60. Yeah, 60 get to would the be top, nice. get 62. 62 is what you're aiming at. Just get to the 62nd best defense in the country. Then you're then you're playing. Then you got a chance, boys. Mo- modest goals. I like it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Jason writes, who had the better four-year run? A 2012 through 2015 FSU football. B 2017-2018 present FSU basketball. C 1997 through 2000 FSU baseball. And D, 1989 to 1992, Saved by the Bell TV show. <laughs> boy, boy. Well, that's um, probably the right answer, but. Um, R.I.P. Screech, obviously. That's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Uh, man, he went down. They only announced he had cancer like uh, a month yeah. ago, right? He yeah, found he out. found out he had cancer and he was dead within four weeks. Yikes, man. Yeah, um, but obviously the answer there is the uh, the one that had okay. the national championship in it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love the, that baseball. Those baseball teams were phenomenal, but they didn't win a national title. So Yeah. And heartbreakingly so because there's a couple times in that stretch where they're the best team in the country, and it's not that close. Now, wait. Now, if the basketball team win, cuts down a net this year right. in front of no fans, obviously, um, or reporters probably, but if that happens, then I think you say that's the best run because of what they've done the three previous years. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and and by the way, Saved by the Bell, I lived through it. I, I guess it was on like when at my age, when when I mean 1990. Mm-hmm. It's an awful TV show. Stop. It's the worst famous TV show of all time. Uh, there's a lot of really bad famous TV shows, Corey. but it's there's it's They're not all funny. Sitcom variety. None of them are funny anyhow. But there, this was but this it was, was almost it, over the top, not funny. Like it was I'm almost saying. like Mario Lopez was writing the script. It was it was campy. It was fun though. It was a fun fun show with some, it's like some attra- House, attractive teenagers. Funny. You never laughed at Full House, not one time. It was a couple times. No, you didn't. You never laughed. Twelve year old Friday night watching Full House, Corey Clark. Oh yeah, yeah. I laughed yeah. a few times. Hey, so I, 
how many times in a row we've have we beaten Miami in basketball? Six. I think uh, that was the fifth time in a row. I think it was the sixth. Okay, sixth time in a row. We've beaten Florida seven times in a row, right? Yeah. Yep. So I I had to answer that because Amanda wanted to know whether or not basketball would get the platinum Bohica against Miami and Florida before football gets another win against either team. Oh. And Amanda, oh. the answer is yes. It already happened. If you're combining them, you you want you want a double platinum Bohica? Oh, uh, she's talking about a single. You know, the one where it's against the one team. Ten, oh, ten against yeah. each. Yeah. Ten against okay. each. Yeah. No, the answer no. is no. No, football will beat one of those two teams before we get to ten for either of the basketball stretches there. I mean, you're just bound to lose one of those games. Miami beat no, Duke last no, night. Just, Can I you believe that Miami team beat Duke? Right, and Duke's in trouble. After watching yeah. that, that's Duke's in trouble. That's they don't guard crazy. anyone. That's crazy. It's 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 amazing to watch. I was talking to somebody about that before. It doesn't even look like a Duke basketball team the way they defend. They don't defend at all. Yeah. They don't they don't get up on anybody. They don't challenge anything. Then and you know when they beat uh, Georgia Tech before FSU played Georgia Tech. Like at the end of that game, Shashevsky was like all fired up and emotional. And I was like, man, why is he so excited about beating Georgia Tech? But I really think he was just trying to give his players some emotion and energy. And yeah. they just don't care, man. That and team you is. You feel like, yeah, they awful. don't. And it's like, man, when you go to, you feel kind of bad for, well, all these freshmen, Scotty Barnes too, for that matter. But like you're a Kentucky or a Duke freshman basketball player and you sign on to experience Rupp Arena or to experience the Cameron Crazies and all you get is Shashevsky. For five months and none of the good and, stuff and some some cutouts of pictures. Yeah, man, that's got to be a bummer, man. <laughs> so my heart's not breaking for these schools. I'm no, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, I'm not losing sleep over it. Seminole headlines, ninety-seven ninety. ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminole headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole headlines presented by Capital City Bank returns now on ninety-seven nine ESPN Radio. More headliner questions forthcoming. Hang in. Before we do, we want to talk about one of our great sponsors, Horizons Bar and Grill. My uh, neck of the woods, Ira's neck of the woods, uh, right there in the uh, Bannerman uh, shopping Banner- center. Is that right? Yeah, Bannerman Crossing. Yep. Yep. By our uh, by our old friends at Spirit. We kind of keep at least for I think. What do you what do you think the cutoff is on mentioning Spirit? Another month, maybe. Well, it's a legendary place. I still mention AJ's to people all these years later, and they've been closed. So well, I feel like we were so we were so closely associated with Spirit too. I, like I want that, people uh, to know that we these are our guys. This is our this is our restaurant. We're it's getting the headlines Spirit seal of approval. Stay. Yeah. Also, uh, I like that you know Dr. Birch is our ride or die. Horizons is like our ride or die, and then resurrected again. Yeah. yeah. Like Spirit yeah. Spirit went under and. With the COVID, they shut it down, and uh, these guys are back and and uh, same, back and better same, than ever. I was gonna say same great food, better location, better yep. environment. I love it. I got a ton of TVs. It's comfortable. It's classy, but not over the top. It's not like you you know you don't have to put on a suit to go into Horizons. You can go in there with a t-shirt and shorts, but you'll feel comfortable. They got something for everybody. The bar is great. A lot of great choices on the uh, on the craft beer, as Corey pointed out last week. Um, I, I have sampled a few at that bar there at Horizons. Imagine that. I, yeah. I've been known to, to belly up and have a couple. Um, and no matter where I've sat in there, I've got a good view of sports that's going on live on any one of the, uh, uh, I don't know, 40 televisions, and I and, and the food's delicious. I'll sum it up. How many people do you think do your trick? The, the Jeff Cam- We call it the Jeff Cameron, where you order takeout for the family, yeah. but you get, you get to the restaurant about 25 minutes early mm. to just – 
Uh, have a couple trick. of cocktails before First of all, you. Uh, the trick, the, the trick is to never order. Not call it in. You, you just go and order. It yeah, that, that defeats the purpose. It's ready for you, and then you're just drinking with a with a bag of food next to you. <laughs> yeah. Now, so really, a the food will go cold, and your wife will catch you. So you can't do that. That's not what you do. So you order and when you get there. You got to order when you get there, and then you got to maybe, maybe. I'm not saying I've ever done this, but you maybe got to fib and tell her how packed they are. Like, listen, they're a little backed up. Uh, you text, yeah. you got to text. They're a little backed up. I'm waiting patiently. No, uh, I can go by, I can swing by Taco Bell if you yeah, just need food yeah, now. But this is really, I mean, let's just, let's lay it out. These are good people. They're local. And then, then uh, from there, you're good to go. And everybody knows that trick. It's a good trick. Uh, I think w the wives know it too. As long as you don't get too loose or do anything crazy, <laughs> I think they're all yeah. right. You know? And Horizons is a perfect place for that because the food's actually good. And real quick, before we, do, we go, happy hour. They have a happy hour from Monday to Thursday, 4 to 6, and Friday, 11 to 6. You get a dollar off on your beers. You Ooh. get $2 off on your wine and your signature drinks. Jeff, so, we, need to make a, we need to make a happy hour plan here. I mean, Friday from 11 to 6 p.m. That's, that's happy hours. Yeah. Let's go. It's a happy day. Ira, you text me. Let me know. Corey, if you're in town and you want to bother to be seen with us, meet us up there at Horizons, buddy. When it gets a little warmer... And we can well, hang out come outside. Come on, man. Come on, man. Put, no. a, put a sweater on. No, no. Let's uh -uh. go. Oh, need, need, needed to be at least in the mid-50s. I should probably 50s. mark that I just called Corey on the air. I mean, that's fine. I know, but the fans may not be appreciative of that. We'll beep that out. They won't. It'll be a mystery what I called you. <laughs> it's going to be a lot worse. They're gonna In their head, it's going to be a lot worse than what it actually was. <laughs> uh, Butch writes, happy Tuesday, boys. Jeff, I was intrigued by your conversation yesterday regarding the building of the football facility and moving Hauser to the IM fields. Does that have the potential to be a realistic possibility? And how will the pandemic affect the future of the football facility going forward? As always, keep up the great work, guys. All right, so I, I brought up yesterday, for those of you that didn't hear it, I've been a big proponent for this for a while. You've heard me say this. They need to bulldoze Hauser. It's a dump. And they need to build... Uh, and I love Hauser, by the way. I love it. I love what it represents. I used to do homework in the bleachers there, all of it. But it, the innards are a mess. So build a new facility over there where the IM fields are. You're right there by College Town. It's perfect. And then you build the football-only facility where Hauser was. And obviously, it makes sense to do that there. Um, and that, this has been speculated about for some time. Of course, then the pandemic happened, and everything was on hold. Uh, how realistic, because I gave my opinion yesterday, do you two, I know you have sources just like I have sources, we all hear from these people, what do you think is most likely going to happen moving forward? I think if, if we had hit the mega millions, maybe that would have happened uh, a couple weeks ago. What was it for? A, was it a billion dollars? or billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, it was over yeah. a billion dollars, yeah. yeah. Um, and it went to one winner, which is nuts. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, you know, I, don't, uh, I don't know that they're going to do anything like that. I do know that they want to aim big. Um, is the way it was described to me, but, but I don't think it's, I mean, I'd be surprised if it's that, um, but, uh, they are moving forward with it. Uh, you know, and, and it's, uh, you know, it's becoming kind of a, you know, I mean, a little bit of a boondoggle, the fact that it, you know, J it, this was talked about originally when Jimbo was here and then it got put on hold Then Willie got involved. They had some differences of opinion Then it got put on hold again. Then you have the pandemic. And here we are, but you know, I think with Mike Alford leading the Seminole Boosters now, Michael Alford leading Seminole Boosters, and um, you know, Mike Norvell getting some energy in the program. Now they've gotten his input, and so they are moving forward with it. I think we're going to hear something pretty soon about it. 
Um, and I think it's going to be really cool. I think it's going to be better. The the renderings that they put out a couple of years ago, when Willie was still here for that little sliver of land in the parking lot next to that, that, that to me is, I think that's way off the table. You know, like where the TV trucks go and all that. No, it was going to be over in the corner, like near the IPF in that little miniature. Where the Al, lot. where the Al Dunlap statue is. Yes. Oh, uh, excellent. Yeah. Corey would but, be excited uh, about that. But yeah, that's Yeah. He would, he would have been happy if they maybe accidentally knocked that over, but, <laughs> but no, they, um, uh, but yeah, I think that's off the table. It's going to be cool. And I think we'll hear something pretty soon. Uh, I don't know if Jeff's going to get his wish unless, you know, he comes up with a bigger check. I think there's a way to get my wish, but we will have to vet this at a later date. It's a, okay. well, what you're going to have to do is burn down Hauser. No, by yourself. no. Well, listen, that would be a story. Don't yeah, give I mean, we no. won't look, we're not going to, we're not going to rat you out. I'm just saying, don't if, give me any ideas. What I'll tell you, <laughs> what, what, what I'll tell you is that there, I think there is a way. Now, it's not guaranteed, but it would it would require a lot of things to happen, and we don't know if it can happen. And I'm still inquiring about this. This is a mission of mine, boys. I know. Yep, I know. <laughs> We're gonna get this thing done. Uh, Adam writes: Is this FSU basketball program set up for long term success beyond Leonard? Obviously, the head coach is the most important piece to longevity, and he deserves most of the credit for the success. But he also isn't getting any younger. If each of you were the AD, how would you go about hiring the next coach? Internal, um, internal, bring back a Leonard disciple such as Gates or a national search. Thanks as always. That's a great question, Adam. Uh, Corey, I'll start with you. Uh, I would do a national search, um, but I would also interview the the uh, current assistants because you would you would want to keep the momentum going that you built there. But also, if you have a chance to get, I'm just throwing a name out there, and there's no way they'd get them. But they like they got say the guy at Texas Tech wanted to move to Florida. Now Florida State is in a position where if he had a reason to want to go to Florida, it's an appealing enough job, thanks to Leonard Hamilton and his staff, that Chris Beard would want to go to Florida State. And it's it's a it's it's been proven that you can win and win big and yes. win uh, consistently at Florida State. So uh, yeah, I think it it's set up, but it's all going to depend on the next hire, man. Like look. The guy before Calipari at Kentucky was terrible. Like, you could be bad at Kentucky. Matt Doherty was terrible at North Carolina. You could be bad at these places if it's a bad fit. So it's not like it's just going to be clear sailing no matter who they hire. They better make a good hire. Yeah, and from that standpoint, that's why I'd, I'd rather see some continuity. Um, I'm not saying I wouldn't listen to people outside. If, if there are other coaches at other schools that are that have proven track records that want to be invested or interested and show their interest, I'll listen to them. Um, but I looked long and hard at some sort of combination of Stan Jones, CY Charlton Young, Dennis Gates. I mean, that that has been a magical formula for this program. And, uh, you know, you can say the Florida State's at that level now, but it's at that level because these people are recruiting. Yeah. You know, if if they leave, I don't think there's any guarantees that Florida State still uh, no, recruits at that level. Yeah. But don't you think the, the pool is is – the pool yes. of potential candidates has gotten, gotten bigger. bigger because of these last five years. Oh, you 100%. Throw it out there. Yeah, you always throw yeah. it out there to see who might be interested. You may be wowed. You may be blown away by somebody who you could never have anticipated that has major chops in college basketball. Agreed. But I also I, – I, I lean where Ira's head's at because the recruiting has really been – Yeah. And Stan C.Y. And, and Dennis Gates, who's at Cleveland State now and I think is leading his conference, um, they're, they would all be, I'm sure – on a short list, on the list for sure to be interviewed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony, real quick, writes the does the recruiting 2022 class 
have the chance to be another 85 or 92 or 2010 type class that we'll look back on in 10 years and say, uh, that was the class, assuming we add Jones, uh, Hunter, et cetera. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. I, I, yeah, based, based, based on where they are now. Yeah. Where they are now, what, yeah, it's, it's Florida State now is in worse shape than it was when Jimbo took over. And he was able to land a top, whatever that was, eight class with LaMarcus Joyner. Yeah, man, it would be a huge deal to land a top 10, 12-ish class with some big-time names um, right now for Mike Norvell. It, what this pro- it just, it's what this program needs. And like we're talking, it's, you know, we're, what we've talked about is the risk if they don't play well this season. Do you lose that momentum? Do you lose some of these guys? Well, flip it the other way. If you go out and win eight or nine games and Cam McDonald has a big year and you know some of these guys had big years – and with these kids you've already got committed, I mean, it could really take off. Um, you know, so yeah, it's, there you go. It's, That's a glass half full approach. I, 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 I like I, it. I like it too. I, I I think, by the way, your example is a good one because you're choosing the offensive side of the ball, but we always do this. The other shoe drops. I think it's entirely possible that the offense does play well. I don't know that I believe this defense is going to stop anybody. And that's where I get you know, my greatest concern continues to be, they've got to get, to to Corey's point, can we be a top 62 defense? Can we get to that 62, 61? Give yourself a chance to win some games 40 to 30. But I think, all right, so here's the deal, though. So if you keep Travis Hunter, though, and you say you get Marvin Jones Jr., and you've got three or four of these kind of big marquee defensive guys, and at that point, if the defense hasn't made improvement, you're going to be bringing in a new defensive coordinator who's going to have some some name and, and, and probably some some uh, excitement around his hire that I think would create even more incentive. So if the team has showed progress scoring a lot of points, Hey, all we got to do is fix this defense. And you've got these marquee recruits and a new coordinator. Then I think you could still be in a good position. Let's hope we'll come back, wrap it up. More headliner questions in a moment. Seminal headlines. will take a breather more next seminal headlines presented by capital city bank returns now on 97.9 ESPN radio. All right, trying to get as many of these in as I can. I've gone back and forth with Twitter and Facebook. Okay, there you go. I was going to ask if it's about half and half, or what are we doing now? Uh, well, I go back and forth. I mean, admittedly, I skip over some, but, you know, I've got to be the guy who uh, discerns what we're answering and what we're not. Some of them are redundant. You know, we got some. Right, sure. You know, so what are you going to do? Uh, gentlemen, with Nander making the exclusive switch to the right so- right-hand side, do we think he can have a more consistent table center role? Also, which arms are we most excited about? My choice is the local. Brandon Walker had electric stuff. In his one appearance last year, feels like forever ago against Antonio Velez's gym versus Florida. Excited for, for the boys to be back on the diamond. Oh, you and me both. Thank you for the uh, for the email there, Abdel. We do appreciate that. Uh, you guys got an answer to that one you feel best about? I actually, one one real funny thing, and I'll, Corey, answer the, uh, the real thing. But Brandon Walker, I wrote about him when I think he was like 10 years old, 10 or 11 years old. Yeah, because he was one, on one of those local teams that went to Cooperstown in the mm. summer. Uh-huh. And uh, is Corey, is Brady going to make that trip? Yeah, Corey? yeah, doing that in July. Yeah, awesome. um, they have a home run derby, and Brandon Walker won like the national. I think he won the whole thing, like the national home run derby up there. there for go. and he was a Tallahassee kid, but now he's uh, obviously a pitcher at Florida State. But anyway, Corey, you can answer it for real. Well, I, yeah, they need they need Nander to be better. He needs to be like a legitimate hitter. Um, he needs to be better in the field too. He's too talented not to be a good college baseball player. And if that frees him up to not be 
average as a hitter, then yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't realize he was a natural right-handed hitter. Did you and did you hear me talking about that? That's crazy. Yeah. So apparently he, you know, when they recruited him, he and he was late in high school, he was he was switch hitting. So they just assumed he had been a switch hitter from like the age of four, like what right. I'm sure like most. Four, yeah. But no, he had just picked it up. Yeah. And and so that that might means like, well, that explains some things. <laughs> well, and also like you've 80%, 85% of the pitching you face is right-handed pitching. Mm-hmm. So he's batting from his unnatural side 85% of the time. <laughs> like it makes more sense if you're a natural lefty to switch to bat right, right. than the other way. Um, but yeah, so hopefully he'll be better. And they got too many arms to name of, of, of guys you're excited to see. They got arms for days. Yeah, that's the funny thing. I was like wondering who you were going to pick because – I, you know, we've all talked to Mike and we all know that they're loaded just like every other college baseball team this year. That's any good. Uh, you've got a lot of talent in college baseball, a lot of two to one games, as we've talked about a lot of three to two, two to one games runs are going to come at a premium with all the pitching that's littered throughout college baseball this year. Uh, Damon writes, if you were alone in the jungle with an aluminum baseball bat as your only weapon, could you win a fight against a Bengal tiger? No. Yes. No. 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 no, look, those things. If you you got to hit it good one time, but I don't know if you could get around on it. It's you like would, a, yeah, it's like a hitting a like Randy Johnson fastball or something. I mean, I mean, they're not coming that fast, and they have, they have no idea that you're about to swing a bat at them. So they're oh, as soon as they get up on a Bengal tiger tiger in the jungle. Yeah, just if it, if it's like nursing its cubs, and I just <laughs> go to town. No, if it's attacking me, I still don't think it's going to get there. I, I'll at least I won't be able to square it up, but I'll be able to knock it back, and then it's a fair fight. Then no, he's got to be like... If you don't kill it with the first swing, you're dead. You're I, dead. I, the, the the thing that scares me is the leap. You're as he's dead. in the air. That's you're that's why I don't know if I can get around on it in time, and then I don't know, me being on my back, what I'm going to be doing with that bat. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I feel like it would be going making the transition from playing like private school. It would be like the transition that Dominic Robinson had, or uh, who was it? Renzo was it, Booker? Uh, Mm-hmm. Lorenzo Booker had when he got yeah. to Florida State. Playing the 5-2 safeties to play in, yeah, at Florida, Florida State. Florida State practice. Uh, Noah writes, hello, gents. You guys kick ass. Thanks for the show. Norvell and staff seem to have uh, seem to have success on the first drive scripted each game. Looking ahead to that Notre Dame game, assuming we have more of an offseason, do you think they can show the same success with a first game script? The whole game. whole game. Yeah, uh, they got they got nine eight months to prepare for it, right? You could, you could script a lot. You would think you could script a lot. I don't know about uh, a whole game. It would game. be nice to be able to engage and install with your offense. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> you know that's a bit of the problem here, guys. Is that what you have to do as a first year staff, which is at the very least have kids have a rudimentary understanding of your offense and your defense, and a quarterback was, who can make quick decisions and get the right. ball out of his hands quickly and. So, I mean, a lot of it's going to rest on this quarterback. I mean, that's just the reality. Yeah. Yep. I yep. think the quarterback will play well. I just hope they can block it up enough. And, you know, I, I also think that that is one of the underrated aspects of why we can expect this team to be worlds better this year. Not great. They've still got a long way to go with the talent. But having some semblance of a normal offseason and being able to go through a spring and being able to have guys go through rehab who needed to go through rehab and get stronger with Coach Storms, do the summer workouts, the seven-on-seven stuff that they can do on their own, all of that is going to be a huge uh, 
uh, step forward for for a staff that got none of it. They got none of that stuff. Wouldn't it be nice to not open up with Notre Dame though? Damn it, dude. Wouldn't uh, that be nice? Actually, wouldn't that be nice to not open up with Notre Dame? If you got to start with anybody uh, that good, uh, I'm okay with playing it in week one. They're replacing. You no, know, you need to be playing UMass in week one. No, you no, need no. to be playing Jacksonville State in week one. Four of Notre Dame's starting five offensive linemen are being replaced. Their starting quarterback is being replaced. One of I those... got it. They're going to be good, though. And they're going to yeah, be – you can win. One, maybe not in week one. You, but you, you can win, sure. But wouldn't it be nice to start off 1-0 and and get some confidence, whether it's unfounded or not, in a in this program instead of you always play, being at the risk of being 0-1? Well, you played Georgia Tech last year and you lost at home. I don't know. Hey, that team was great. <laughs> I love what he's doing with that that squad. You have to play perfect to beat those guys. You guys know that. I mean, I don't know, man. I I think if I'm going to play a team that I can spring an upset on, I'll well, go that's the play. one, sure, yeah, because they'll be ranked just on uh, reputation. They'll be yeah. ranked like ninth yeah. or eleventh or something. Yeah. Losing to Georgia Tech was worse than anything that happened against Alabama or could happen against Notre Dame. Yeah, you open up against a crap ass Georgia Tech team and lose. That's I mean. It's so much worse than losing whatever could happen against Notre Dame on. But it would, it just would be nice if they had a winning record at some point in in some of these kids' tenures at Florida State. Don't worry about it. They're going to be a robust three and one after the first. Okay, four. I like it, Jeff. I like it. All right, we'll be okay. For Ira and Corey, I'm Jeff. Thanks so much, everybody. Sorry if I didn't get to your questions. We got to a lot of them. We'll keep trying. Be well, and we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, every Tuesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Get more from Jeff, Corey, and Ira via iTunes and in the 97.9 ESPN Radio Audio Vault. This has been a production of 97.9 ESPN Radio, Tallahassee Sports Monster.